0: Hello and welcome to Dr. Jones's Veterinary Secrets Podcast. This is episode 102. In today's podcast, reverse sneezing in dogs, what it sounds like and how best to treat it. Could cannabis play a role in helping end of life care with our dogs and cats? A natural DIY dog and cat toothpaste, along with an organic gingivitis treatment. Dr. Jones's Veterinary Secrets is on all your favorite podcast apps, including Spotify, iTunes, and Stitcher. I'd love it if you'd subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. Questions or comments? Feel free to send me an email at podcasts at veterinarysecrets.com. You can leave your comments on my blog where I post all the podcast episodes. That's at www.theinternetpetvet.com. Lastly, if you have yet to do so, I encourage you to get a copy of my new free book. It's called Natural Health for Dogs and Cats. In it, I share the most important foods to keep your pet healthy and naturally treat disease. You can get your copy at www.veterinarysecrets.com. Reverse sneezing in dogs, what is it? Well, reverse sneezing, it's a disconcerting event in which your dog makes unpleasant respiratory sounds that sometimes some people think like, is my dog gonna die? I mean, it's this really sounds like they're having difficulty breathing. It sounds something similar to the honking noise that your dog might make with a collapsing trachea, kind of like this coughing, but it's done in reverse. It's like they're (gasps) breathing in. It's called reverse sneezing because it sounds a bit like a dog inhaling sneezes in general, it's a good idea just first to listen to what a reverse sneeze sounds like. So You're going to actually hear it on the podcast. This is a dog reverse sneezing. This is what it sounds like. And secondarily, you know, if you're not sure, like, is this what it is or not for sure? By all means, just take your dog into the veterinary clinic. They can rule out a few other things. One of the things that I would do in veterinary practice for dogs that have this ongoing, and it just sometimes seemed to be getting worse. One, we would talk about doing some type of food trial. Secondary, and some of the dogs actually treated them for nasal mites and we're going to talk about that at the end of this episode. This is the sound of a dog that is reverse sneezing. Do you hear what she's doing? You get up close you can see her basically. This is the sound of another dog that is reverse sneezing and this is another dog. as you can hear the sounds vary but the one big consistency with all of those sounds all those dogs is that they're breathing in so their mouth is closed and they're like sucking air in through their nose that's why it's called a sneeze and it happens in reverse, because they're drawing the air in through their nostril as opposed to sneezing out like we would. The most common cause of reverse sneezing is an irritated of the soft palate in the throat that results in this thing, the spasm or the reverse sneeze. During the spasm, your dog's neck will extend, the chest will expand, he's trying harder to inhale. The problem is that the trachea is narrowed and it's harder to get the normal amount of air into the lungs. Anything that irritates the throat can cause this spasm and the sneeze. Excitement, eating or drinking, exercise, pulling on the leash, mites, pollen, perfumes, viruses, chemicals, allergies, uh, the postnasal drip that you'll get from a cold. Sometimes, if the irritant's in the house, just taking your dog outside can cause it to stop. Uh, the brachycephalic breeds, those dogs with the flat faces, you know, such as boxers, pugs, uh, the Boston terriers. They also have these longer soft palates they seem to be more prone to reverse sneezing, so it's much more common. Reverse sneezing itself, it rarely requires treatment. In some cases, you can just massage the bases of your dog's throat. It'll help stop the spasm. Um, Other pet parents have found just by covering the nostrils for a few seconds. It'll make your dog swallow. It'll often clear out whatever irritation is causing it and also stop the sneezing. Obviously, if this is an ongoing condition, we want to try to treat the underlying cause. It's possible that it could be a nasal mite. It's possible it could be an allergy. So how can you prevent your dog from having this reverse sneezing? Here's some options. First of all, avoid using cleaning products that leave kind of the smell around your house. You wanna keep the air as clean as possible. You're keeping fresh air coming into your house. If you've got wood smoke, so you've got a fireplace, you know, look at having some type of air cleaner, air purifier. Make sure that your dog has good oral health, good dental health to make a big difference with having bacteria seeding the nose, uh, seeding the airway, causing the sneezing. Make sure that you're not having your dog pull on a collar, right? Look at changing from a collar to a harness. For some animals, if they've got an underlying allergy, you know, look at the workup for allergies that we talked about, like doing a proper food trial. Maybe a desensitization with something such as honey. Right, Antihistamines if needed. You wanna make think about all those other things. Make sure your dog is on a good EFA supplement. We're looking at some of the specific allergy remedies and we've discussed that in many of the different podcast episodes. The last thing to consider is the canine nasal mite. And in practice, I did treat a number of dogs for nasal mites and they responded. Typically, these were dogs that had repeated instances of reverse sneezing and wasn't getting any better. There's a couple of different options for mite treatment. One is ivermectin. Uh, So it can be given a doses of two to 400 micrograms per kilo. Your veterinarian would prescribe that, inject your dog with it. And the other option is Interceptor, also known as Milbamycin. Uh, the dose is one mg per kilo orally. It's given for three times at a 10-day intervals. In general, the big thing for you is recognizing that your dog is reverse sneezing. Listen to some of those sneezing dogs. If your dog sounds like that, he probably has reverse sneezing. If it gets worse, see your veterinarian. I would suggest doing, ruling out nasal mites and then looking at some of the underlying causes of allergies. This next part of the podcast, uh, this came from a veterinarian who's published an article called Could Cannabis Play a Role in Geriatric Palliative Veterinary Care? Her name is Sarah Wilcox. She's a veterinarian. She's the founding director and current president of the Canadian Association of Veterinary Cannabinoid Medicine. The focus of palliative and hospice care is to achieve the best quality of life possible for the patient and the family right? Sometimes this can be difficult for veterinarians to do, right? It's not something that we're specifically trained in. Part of this goal though should include finding ways to best support our patients or our pets in a way that also strengthens the human-animal bond and puts the least stress on everybody, right? You want to make it as positive time as possible, focusing on quality of life, not quantity of life. For millennia, people have been using the cannabis plant as a source of medicine, not only for themselves, but also for their animals. Recently, yep, this is, there's been a huge resurgence in medical applications of medical marijuana, not just for people, but also for pets. How does cannabis work and how can this help for palliative care in our pets? The cannabis plant, contains more than 400 different chemical compounds, including over 100 different cannabinoids. We're just only beginning to understanding how many of these compounds work, but what we do know is that they interact with the thing called the ECS, or the endocannabinoid system. It's found in all vertebrates, and it may be the largest receptor system in the mammalian body. There's, there are two primary receptors, one called CB1, the other called CB2, and they can be found throughout every organ in your pet's body. So what are some of the specific benefits for palliative care in our pets and cannabis? First, chronic pain, including pain from osteoarthritis. Chronic pain, and particularly pain from arthritis, this is a condition which many practitioners deal with on a daily basis with their senior patients. You know, sometimes treatment options are exhausted, like your dog is not responding to the NSAID. And clients, pet parents are thinking like, Maybe this is the time for humane euthanasia. Current therapeutic options have typically included nutraceuticals, NSAIDs, and narcotics such as tramadol, acupuncture, etc. Clinical studies have shown that cannabis can reduce pain and improve mobility in animal studies of osteoarthritis, including several recent papers assessing the effectiveness of CBD based products on dogs. What makes cannabis so unique? is that it has the potential to address arthritic pain through multiple mechanisms, including protecting the joint, that's chondral protection, the cartilage. Number two, it's anti-inflammatory action. And number three, it's pain relieving ability. The second big point or benefit with with using cannabis in our palliative patients. Cognitive dysfunction and anxiety. Anxiety in senior pets can be due to many causes, including pain, a reduction in hearing and vision that can make them feel less secure, and cognitive changes. Pet owners using hemp-derived CBD products for their pets have reported that age-related behavioral changes and general anxiety are some of the most common reasons for using cannabis. They also report a high degree of satisfaction with the results, 93% and 83% respectively, reported cannabis products helped either a moderate amount or a lot for the given condition. Number three, cancer. Of all the conditions discussed, perhaps the one that has attracted the most attention is the use of cannabis in the support and treatment of cancer. Cannabis extracts, as well as CBD and THC isolates have been shown through a variety of mechanisms to have anti-cancer properties in various neoplastic conditions, right? They do this by promoting cell death or apoptosis. They reduce tumor cell proliferation and they improve response to some of the chemotherapeutics and radiotherapy. Even though they may not specifically, you know, treat the cancer, cannabis has been shown to be proven beneficial in many of the symptoms associated with this disease. And I can, you know, relate to this with my experience of my last dog Lewis, exactly. Right? It made him feel better. It did such a big, big job of decreasing the pain. Lewis had a really aggressive form of mouth cancer. That this made such a big difference my one big thought i couldn't agree more that was some of my one big experience with my last dog lewis suggested starting doses are three milligrams per ten pounds body weight based on the CBD concentration of CBD daily, split up into divided doses. For my CBD supplement, a twenty-pound dog such as my dog Tula, she would get one drop twice a day. That's three milligrams twice daily. If you're treating your dog with cancer, for instance, your cat with cancer, it's ideal if you have CBD along with THC in that tincture. I suggest starting at a four-to-one tincture. That's four parts CBD, one part THC, um, and still you're dosing it on the three milligrams per 10 pounds of body weight of the CBD daily. Ultimately, I ended up having Lewis on a one-to-one THC CBD tincture dose, but many people just don't have access to that. It's not legal in their state or the area where you live. But if all you can get is CBD, I encourage you to try CBD. If you consider my supplement, that would be great. It's available at www.thecbdsupplement.com. The last part of today's podcast, dog and cat dental health with homemade toothpaste and a natural remedy for gingivitis. The dental health of your pet can really impact whether or not your pet gets sick. And you really should be considering this to help prevent costly and painful dental procedures. This is a natural DIY toothpaste along with an organic gingivitis treatment. So why should you be buying overpriced dog toothpaste? Right, it's overprocessed, it's overpriced. It's chemically laced. Your dog does not need that. And you can, for pennies, you can make a really good quality, natural, organic toothpaste. What are the ingredients? Well, first of all, look at some of the dog toothpaste ingredients. Currently, I'm just gonna read you one from a well-known brand, unnamed brand. But here are some of the ingredients. Your veterinarian probably suggested you take this toothpaste sorbitol, hydrated silica, glycerin, ascorbic acid, phosphate, sodium hexametaphosphate, magnesium aluminum silicate, sodium lauryl sulfate, titanium dioxide, cellulose gum, tetrasodium pyrophosphate, sodium benzoate, potassium sorbate, sodium copper. Like Holy cow, that is a bunch of questionable ingredients. Your dog does not need all those chemicals. You really should be considering a homemade dog and cat toothpaste. Here are the simple three basic ingredients. Number one, baking soda. It's very safe for our dogs and cats, especially when consumed in small amounts. Three tablespoons. Number two, coconut oil four tablespoons. You wanna use the organic coconut oil. If it's cool in your house, you're gonna to have to warm them up first. So warm it up so it's in a liquid state. You're putting in four tablespoons of coconut oil. As it cools down, it's gonna form into more of a toothpaste type consistency. The number three, the third ingredient, two drops of peppermint oil. The baking soda is very safe. It's not going to harm your dog or cat at all when used and ingested in small amounts. The coconut oil is antibacterial and anti-inflammatory. Peppermint oil is antibacterial as well and can help for gingivitis. You want to be brushing your dog and cat's teeth once a day, focusing on the outside of the teeth and focus on the gum line. If your dog or cat has gingivitis, I would suggest adding in a natural remedy. It's called Propolis. What is it? It is also known as a bee glue. It's got a bunch of studies backing its effectiveness for gingivitis in people and animals. You can get it as a spray, so it'd be really easy to put in, and I actually have a video showing you how to do it. After I brushed my dog's teeth, I see a little bit of inflammation, a bit of bleeding, they've got gingivitis. Then I just spray on the propolis. It's easy to apply and just rub it around right on the edge of the tooth and the gum line with my fingers. A great natural way to help for gingivitis as well. So there it is. There's a natural DIY dog and cat toothpaste recipe along with the natural gingivitis treatment. Thanks so much, you guys, for listening to this edition of Dr. Jones's Veterinary Secrets Podcast. This was podcast 102. Questions or comments, you can send me an email at podcast at veterinarysecrets.com you can leave a comment on my blog where I post all the podcast episodes. That's at www.theinternetpetvet.com. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you again next week. It's Dr. Jones.